This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. In this episode, we meet founder and executive chairman Patrick Stone to take the temperature on the overall economy, the real estate market, and get his advice for settlement agents as we enter the home stretch in 2019. Well, the market's good, Brian. The the amount of sales are probably down, or selling activity is probably down just slightly from last year, and the time on the market is up slightly from last year. But neither are major moves. I think things are still good. People have a little anxiety about what's happening in the world and what's happening in the economy. But the low rates have encouraged people to step up and purchase. So overall, I'd qualify the market as very, being very good. Obviously, there's a lot of refi activity going on where people are refinancing mortgages because rates are so low. But all, all in all, a good market. And you mentioned interest rates. Uh, what's driving the low interest rates? Fill us in. Well, a couple of things are driving the low interest rates. Uh, the international anxiety uh, has caused a lot of money to move into U.S. Treasuries because we're still regarded as the safest place uh, for people to have their money. Uh, you are seeing a fairly significant de- decline in economic activity in China, in Germany, uh, in the world as a whole. So uh, we are benefiting from money moving into our treasury bills. That's keeping our interest rates low. The downside, of course, is that our dollar has strengthened as a result of that, and that has that has impacted earnings a little bit and uh, international debt a little bit. And the overall economy, uh, job growth continues to be stable, it seems. Uh, We see recession on the headlines in the future, and then you read beyond the headlines and they say maybe 2021, so it's not happening tomorrow. So maybe address that for our audience, because I know for a lot of people out there, homeowners, uh, business owners, they see that and they think, oh, geez, what's happening? Well, first of all, in my lifetime, I think there's been nine recessions. So recessions are a fairly normal thing. Uh, Recessions like we experienced in 2008 to 2010 are very abnormal. That was called the Great Recession. Uh, It was the second worst economic uh, decline we'd had uh, after the Great Depression. So recessions themselves, which are essentially two quarters of negative growth, are not that unusual. This has been the longest expansion we've ever had. So I think people worry a little bit about the length of the expansion. Uh, People worry about the slowdown overall in the global economy. I mentioned that China is slowing down. The growth rate in China will be under 6% this year. Uh, Germany is basically flat. uh, So we've seen the slowdown in the Eurozone. Basically, emerging markets have slowed down. So we have seen overall a fairly significant decline in activity. Some of it uh, heightened by the trade issues. Uh, but I think uh, consumption has kept us relatively strong in this country. Now, when a recession happens, I'll guarantee that it will happen and it will surprise people. So people predicting recessions are usually wrong. Um, and they usually are set off by people's anxiety heightening over some fact or some issues. So we'll see what happens here. I don't think we have uh, a, a debt issue, at least not on the uh, not on the individual basis, perhaps on the corporate basis. But uh, the overall underlying economics are not as precarious as they were, say, in 2008. You mentioned debt, and that was my next question, is what happens when rates go up? And we've got 
tons of corporate debt. Uh, how does that play out? Well, the problem with the corporate debt is that we have a tremendous amount of companies that have high, what's called high leverage debt. In other words, they're in debt already and they borrow more money. And, uh, you know, you see the uh, shale oil industry has been uh, living on debt now for three years. Uh, you see a great amount of technology that is uh, dependent on debt. Uh, VC capital deployed in this country is almost twice what it was during the dot-com boom. So we are leveraged fairly highly on the corporate side, and I think you will you will see some correction there. Will it be as traumatic as what happened with uh, uh, individual debt and mortgage debt in, the, uh, in 2009? No, uh, but it will, will impact certain parts of the economy. Uh, believe it or not, there are a lot of publicly traded companies in this country that don't make money that are living on borrowed money right now. That's why I asked what the outcome of that is. You, will we see massive layoffs? I mean, does that impact the job market? What's the, what, what's the uh, reality of that situation? There are two areas I'd be worried about. One is the Midwest, in part because of the trade war and how it's impacted farming and the agribusiness. Uh, we have basically lost uh, China as a market for soybeans and other things, and that's really going to have a very depressing impact on the agricultural industry. So the Midwest, because of that, and then heightened because of the shale oil problem, the fact that oil prices have been depressed now for, I guess, about three years, and there's a lot of uh, oil companies that have lived on borrowed money. So there's one area that I'd be concerned about, much of the Midwest. The other area that I'd be concerned about is the tech industry, uh, I think in the Bay Area, uh, Southern California, New York, uh, maybe to a much lesser extent in Seattle. But the tech industry will take a, a hit, So will uh, as will the Midwest. We have tech companies pretending to be real estate companies or real estate companies attempting to become tech companies because they can get more money by doing that, right? Uh, what's the concern about companies that are consistently losing large amounts of money and yet have huge valuations because they've got all this investment capital, but they really aren't making money? Where you see traditional real estate companies that are making money, how does that play out? Well, as long as you believe that the uh, things are rosy, it plays out. But once you once you lose the faith, it, it, it crumbles. And... Uh, you know, if you want to look historically at economic cycles, this is symptomatic of the, the end of an economic cycle when you have uh, absolutely ridiculous valuations with companies that are not making money and they can still access debt. Not a good sign. Good to hear. Let's talk specifically about agency business now. Uh, last year at this time, we were in the same place and managing business for a downturn. Now we've had rates reduced for the time being anyway, refi business is up. What are you telling agency uh, folks right now in terms of managing their business? Save your money because there will be a downturn. There will be a slowdown. I don't think, again, I don't think it's going to be anything like it was in the uh, 2009-10 uh, period. But we will have a slowdown. And I think what is going to happen this time is that you have a lot of pressure on everybody in the real estate industry to be compliant, to exercise uh, cybersecurity, and that is becoming a cyber theft is becoming a huge problem. Uh, so there's many more drivers and demands on the industry uh, to invest in technology and security, compliance, and other issues. So be real prudent. Um, be smart about how you spend your money. Be smart about making sure that you are aligned in a manner that you can withstand a downturn, that you've got access to support and resources of an underwriter, 
and that you do everything you can to move fixed costs to variable costs. One of the things that just boggles my mind is spending money on something that has no market identity. By that I mean if you're an agent and you're spending money uh, on something that the clients don't necessarily associate with your brand, you're wasting your money because you are spending dollars that could be invested in other ways and you are not getting a return on that money. So if you can outsource non-client specific, non-brand specific functions and turn fixed cost into variable cost, you'll be in a lot better position. It's such a tough business to manage from a personnel standpoint too. Um, What is WFG doing uh, to help settlement agents across the country? Well, we have the Blocks program, which is really specifically focused on turning fixed cost to variable cost, and we will provide outsourced services, everything from examining title and producing policies through HR, through marketing, through cybersecurity, uh, through uh, health benefits, you know, shredding paper, whatever it is, we will allow our agents to participate in the combined buying power of WFG and its agent network. And so consequently, we've been able to pass along the savings to our agents, uh, enabling them to operate more efficiently. Our goal with Blocks is not to make a profit. Our goal with Blocks is to lower our costs because we have a much broader and larger purchasing power. Now, in my almost 20 years in and around the real estate business, uh, you're the only person I know who actually does have a crystal ball. And so you've been spot on with so many forecasts over the years. Tell us, how does the rest of 2019 play out? We dropped this podcast here uh, as we close out Q3 into Q4. How does the rest of this year play out? And give us a preview of 2020. Well, I think the rest of this year will be okay. I think rates will stay down through the end of the year. Um, do, but I do think we are, uh, I, I think it's unrealistic and silly to think the rates are going to stay down forever. And the reason I say that is if you take a look at the impact of the tariffs, uh, Goldman Sachs predicts that the tariffs in place already will cause about a six-tenth of a percent increase in cost basic core inflationary costs. And so that would put us up about 2.3% over the next year. Uh, And and so I personally think that they are actually a little bit underestimating it because what happens with tariffs is if you just look at the items that tariffs are on, you get a certain number. But if you realize that everything surrounding those items will be raised in price because that's human nature... Uh, you're going to see even bigger increase. So if you get uh, core inflation up at about 2.5%, then the Fed's going to have to start raising rates. Uh, So I would guess by this time next year, we're going to have uh, 30-year mortgage rates back in the 4 to 4 and 3 quarter range. And then by uh, this time, two years from now, you'll be 5.5%. So uh, I think you will have some slowdown in activity. Candidly, 5.5% is still a darn good mortgage rate, but it isn't as good as it is right now. So you'll see some slowdown over the next couple of years. Remainder of this year will be good, but I think then next year you'll start seeing it slow down a little bit. Thanks to Patrick Stone, founder and executive chairman of Williston Financial Group and WFG National Title for joining us on the Insider Report. And thank you for partnering with WFG. To learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, visit wfgagent.com.